You're listening to the Stephen Wolfram Podcast, an exploration of thoughts and ideas from the founder and CEO of Wolfram Research, creator of Wolfram Alpha, and the Wolfram Language. Coming up on this episode, Stephen describes Ada Lovelace's Bernoulli computations in the context of Victorian and modern times. Okay, so I've talked at some length about the life of Ada Lovelace, but what about the actual content of her notes on the article engine? The notes start very crisply. Quotes. The particular function whose integral the difference engine was constructed to tabulate is, and then she explains that the difference engine can compute values of any sixth degree polynomial, but the analytical engine is different because it can perform any sequence of operations, or as she says, quotes, the analytical engine is an embodying of the science of operations, constructed with peculiar reference to abstract number as the subject of those operations. The difference engine is the embodying of one particular and very limited set of operations. Charmingly, at least for me, considering the years I've spent working on Mathematica, she continues at a later point, quotes, we may consider the engine as the material and mechanical representative of analysis, and that our actual working powers in this department of human study will be enabled more effectually than heretofore to keep pace with our theoretical knowledge of its principles and laws through the complete control which the engine gives us over the executive manipulation of algebraical and numerical symbols. So a little later, she explains that punch cards are how the analytical engine is controlled, and then makes the very classic Ada quote that quotes the analytical engine weaves algebraical patterns just as the jacquard loom weaves flowers and leaves. Ada then goes on to talk about how a sequence of specific kinds of computations would work on the analytical engine with, quotes, operation cards defining the operations to be done and, quotes, variable cards defining the location of values. Ada talks about cycles, and cycles of cycles, etc., now known as loops and nested loops. And actually, she gives a mathematical notation for them that's kind of interesting. There's actually a lot of modern-seeming content in Ada's notes. She comments that, quotes, There is in existence a beautiful woven portrait of Jacquard, in the fabrication of which 24,000 cards were required. Then she discusses the idea of using loops to reduce the number of cards needed, and the value of rearranging operations to optimize their execution on the analytical engine, ultimately showing that just three cards could do what might seem like it should require 330, just like an optimizing compiler, so to speak. Well, Ada talks about just how far the analytical engine can go in computing what was previously not computable, at least with any accuracy. And as an example, she discusses the three-body problem and the fact that in her time of, quotes, about... 295 coefficients of lunar perturbations, there were many on which people's different computations, different people's computations didn't agree. Well, finally, in Ada's document comes Ada's note G. Early on, she states, quotes, the analytical engine has no pretensions whatsoever to originate anything. It can do whatever we know how to order it to perform Its province is to assist us in making available what we are already acquainted with. Ada seems to have understood with some clarity the traditional view of programming, that we engineer programs to do what we know how to do. 
But she also notes that in actually putting quotes, the truths and the formulae of analysis into a form amenable to the engine, quotes, the nature of many subjects in that science are necessarily thrown into new lights and more profoundly investigated. In other words, as I often point out, actually programming something inevitably lets one do more exploration of it. Well, Ada goes on to say that, quotes, in devising for mathematical truths a new form in which to record and throw themselves out for actual use, views are likely to be induced which should again react on the more theoretical phase of the subject. Or in other words, as I have also often said, representing mathematical truths in a computable form is likely to help one understand those truths themselves better. Well, Ada seems to have understood, though, that the, quote, science of operations implemented by the engine would not only apply to traditional mathematical operations. For example, she notes that if, quotes, the fundamental relations of pitched sounds and the science of harmony were amenable to abstract operations, then the engine could use them to, quotes, compose elaborate and scientific pieces of music of any degree of complexity or extent. It's not a bad level of understanding for 1843. Well, okay, so what's become of the most famous part of what Ebert wrote, which is the computation of Bernoulli numbers on the analytical engine in note G? This actually seems to have come out of a letter she wrote to Babbage in July 1843. She begins the letter with, quotes, I am working very hard for you, like the devil, in fact, paren, which perhaps I am. Then she asks for some specific references and finally ends with, quotes, I want to put in something about Bernoulli's numbers in one of my notes as an example of how an implicit function may be worked out by the engine without having been worked out by human head and hands first. Give me the necessary data and formulae. Ada's choice of Bernoulli numbers to show off the analytical engine was an interesting one because back in the 1600s, people spent their lives making tables of sums of powers of integers. In other words, tabulating values of the sum of k to the n for k going from 1 to m, for different m and n. But Jacob Bernoulli pointed out that all such sums can be expressed as polynomials in m, with the coefficients being related to what are now called Bernoulli numbers. And in 1713, Bernoulli was proud to say that he'd computed the first 10 Bernoulli numbers in a quarter of an hour, reproducing years of other people's work. Today, of course, it's instantaneous to do the computation of the Wolfram language, table of Bernoulli B of N and list N 0 to 10. Boom, out come the Bernoulli numbers. As it happens, just a few years ago, to show off some new algorithms in Wolfram language, we actually computed 10 million Bernoulli numbers. But okay, so how did Ada plan to compute Bernoulli numbers? Well, and this is going to get a little bit mathematical, she started off from the fact that Bernoulli numbers appear in the series expansion of x divided by e to the x minus 1. And that x over e to the x minus 1 is an infinite sum of x to the n over n factorial, with the coefficients being Bernoulli number of n. So by taking that formula and by rearranging this and matching up powers of x, she got a sequence of equations for the Bernoulli numbers b sub n, which she then kind of unraveled to give a recurrence relation that basically says Bernoulli, the nth Bernoulli number is 1 over n plus 1, times the sum from k equals 0 to n minus 1 of n plus 1 choose k times the kth Bernoulli number. So essentially, a Bernoulli number 
is a sum of earlier Bernoulli numbers with weights that correspond to binomial coefficients. Well, okay, so given that kind of formula, Ada had to specify how to actually compute this on the analytical engine. So first she used the fact that odd Bernoulli numbers, other than B1, are zero. Then she computed Bn, which is our modern B2n, actually, Bernoulli B of 2n in Wolfram language. Um, then she started from B sub zero and successively computed B sub n for larger n, storing each value she got. So this kind of one line of Wolfram language code that gives the algorithm that she used for her computation. But on the analytical engine, the idea was to have a sequence of operations specified by operation cards performed by the mill, which was essentially the CPU, with operands coming from the store, which was essentially the RAM, with addresses for in that store specified by variable cards. So in that store, each number was represented by a sequence of wheels, each turned to the appropriate value for each digit. So to compute Bernoulli numbers the way Ada wanted takes two nested loops of operations. With the analytical engine that design that existed at the time, Ada had to basically unroll these loops. But in the end, she successfully produced a description of how B sub eight, which would now be called B sub seven, oh, sorry, which she successfully produced a description of how B sub eight, what we now call B sub eight, which she called B sub seven, could be computed. And so there's a there's a, a, a big kind of fold-out chart that um, I reproduce in, in my essay. This is effectively the execution trace of a program that runs for 25 steps plus a loop on the analytical engine. So at each step, the trace shows what operation is performed on which variable cards and which variable cards receive the results. So lacking a true symbolic notation for loops, Ada just indicated loops in the execution trace using braces, noting in English the parts that are repeated. Well, in the end of the computation, the final result appears in location 24 on the analytical engine, and the answer is the what we now call the eighth Bernoulli number is minus 1 over 30. As it's printed, there's a bug in Ada's execution trace on line 4. The fraction is upside down, but if you fix that, it's actually easy to get a modern version of what Ada did, and I have a Wolfram language generated version in the essay. Um, and uh, you can use the same scheme to generate the next two non-zero Bernoulli numbers. Um, as Ada figured out, it doesn't ultimately take any more storage locations specified by variable cards to compute higher Bernoulli numbers, just more operations. Well, the analytical engine, as it was uh, designed in 1843, was supposed to store a thousand 40-digit numbers, which would in principle have allowed it to compute up to perhaps B50. It would have been reasonably fast, too. So B50 involves a long string of numbers, uh, taking about a third of a, of a line of type. So it, the analytical engine, as envisaged in 1843, would have been reasonably fast to compute this. Uh, it was intended to do about seven operations per second, so Ada's B sub 8 would have taken about five seconds, and B sub 50 would have taken perhaps a minute. Actually, curiously, even in our record-breaking computation of Bernoulli numbers a few years ago, we were basically using the same algorithm as Ada, though now there are slightly faster algorithms that effectively compute Bernoulli number numerators modulo a sequence of primes, then reconstruct the full numbers using the Chinese remainder theorem. You've been listening to the Stephen Wolfram Podcast. You can read more about Ada Lovelace in Stephen's book, Idea Makers. 
Next time in the fourth and final installment of this series, Steven speculates on what might have happened to the analytical engine had Ada Lovelace not suffered an untimely death and what Ada and Charles Babbage were like in their times. For more information on Steven's publications, live coding streams, and this podcast, visit stevenwolfram.com.